0: Hey, who made you with this, Jockey? Welcome from all of us to all of you. If you want to know how glad we are to have you with us, just you listen. I am welcome to the Christ Sign Infinite Mid podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. It's episode 119. It's a beautiful Sunday. Why the fuck are we doing this show? Don't,
1: don't. It's for our, our listeners.
0: Oh, uh, yes, that's right. Okay. It's really nice out. I could be on the deck, drunk, naked. Uh, we have a condo association
1: agreement. I think that precludes nudity.
0: I, I I don't recall seeing the word naked in there anyway. <laughs> and I, I would have looked. <laughs> Granted, I read it during the drunk part. Well, uh, but I would have checked. I like to know ahead of time what I'm getting into because okay. sometimes I drink whiskey. Yeah, you do. And a lot of things seem like a good idea while I'm doing that. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, a hell of a week. So, all right, let's start with the uh, the basic stuff. Uh, first of all, uh, some news. There will be no new show next week, the uh, week of July 3rd, 2016, for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, it is Independence Day weekend here in the United States. So that is a long weekend. Plus, we normally tape on Sundays. Next Sunday, we will be at Fenway Park watching the Boston Red Sox play the Los Angeles Angels. And it's the first time we've been to Fenway Park in a long time. Yeah. And I wish we had checked more closely when we got our tickets, because if we had tickets for next Saturday, Mm -hmm. uh, we would be at Fenway for an event called, I shit you not, this is God's truth, the Fenway Cornhole Classic.
1: (laughs) I'm not kidding. Only in Boston.
0: (laughs) It's uh, apparently, I looked it up, (laughs) I'm on a list now, but I looked it up, (laughs) Uh, it's that kid's lawn game where there's a board with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. That's not making it sound any better. No. But it's a, it's the board it's like a lawn game, so you Lawn darts? Is it lawn darts? It's like lawn darts I would love to see a lawn darts tournament. It's lawn darts for people who are afraid to die but are not afraid <laughs> to say they like to cornhole on the front lawn. <laughs> so no, it's a the ba- the board with a hole in it sort of and Yeah, you, you chuck, throw a bean bag you at you it. You chuck bean bags at it, yeah. And whoever gets the most bags in wins, which again, chucking bags at the hole on the front lawn not making it sound any better. Mm. And mm. <laughs> apparently uh, this is going to be before the game on Saturday. <laughs> Anybody can do it. It's $145 to enter, which is a ripoff, because I know for a fact normally a corn holding costs about $75 bucks on Lansdowne Street, depending on how early you get there. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, we'll, uh, just, we'll be missing the cornholing by inches in order to watch the baseball game. It's okay.
1: It's Lansdowne Street. I'm sure there still will be sausage. <laughs>
0: oh, oh. <laughs> I don't have any more high ground to stand on <laughs> with that joke. I don't have anything. But uh, the other thing is my parents uh, will be in town. Uh, they are unaware that Amanda and I have a podcast, and I would prefer <laughs> that things stay that way. Uh, if only because if they witnessed the amount of liquor it takes for me to do this fucking show, I'd get disinherited. They'd stage an intervention, like it would help. Yeah, it's like, Rob, <laughs> do you really need all those cans of fine Berkshire <laughs> Brewing Company Steel <laughs> Rail Extra Pale Ale?
1: Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> nine
0: of them to do this show. I don't need them, <laughs> but it really helps everybody involved.
1: As long as you can separate your needs from your wants, that's the. Uh,
0: what's the definition of alcoholism? But I, I don't think I might have a problem. Well,
1: that would be the need
0: part. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can't, I can't have my parents witnessing that. I don't know how I'm going to explain the soundboard and microphones. And... I, I'll come up with some uh, sort of uh, elaborate d- lie between now and then. I'm, I'm recording my my uh, Prince tribute album. <laughs> <laughs> i have to get some purple shirts or something. <laughs> I'm talking,
1: talking to my buddies across the world. It's a, it's a ham radio setup.
0: <laughs> d- yes, that's exactly it. It's a pump up the volume, dad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I miss my friends in New York.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't have my parents fighting. Yeah. (laughs) I can't get kicked out of the will. That's the only way I'm ever going to (laughs) retire. Then again, after what happened this week in London, I'm thinking about just getting a flight over there with a satchel full of green Yankee dollars and just trading them in straight up for pounds and retiring to one of those rich London neighborhoods that sounds like a title of a gay porn. (laughs) Like Stratford on Kent or Sherford on all fours or the fucking fenway cornhole classic <laughs> that joke yeah that's no. this week at fenway park i can't make that joke no so. no so yeah we got all that going on for next week so there will be no show next week there will be one on july 10th assuming uh that i'm not honor murdered by my parents <laughs> <laughs> And this week's show, actually, uh, as you probably noticed, downloading the MP3, going, Jesus Christ, only 50, 60 minutes? Did they die? No, it'd be a lot longer if we die because it would just keep recording. It would. But, but
1: then nobody would post it.
0: True. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to automate that into the computer. I'm, no. I'm too lazy for that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a truncated show this week. I, I've had a fairly significant amount of work-related stuff that I've had to do uh, nights and over this weekend. Frankly, we've had a bunch of cooking-related apparatus delivered. <laughs> so Amanda's been finding new ways to either feed us or burn the home office down.
1: To be fair, you've been handling the flame-related things. Yes, we did. I've get, turned out to be a very good delegator.
0: Yeah, so we did get the, uh, the grill delivered, and yes, we learned that Amanda and I are an excellent team in that she is afraid of fire, <laughs> and I take orders reasonably well. So, And you like to light things on fire. I don't know. Yeah, although it's a, kind of a letdown. You just press the button. It goes tick, tick, woomph. I, <laughs> and that's not bad if the explosives you planted are like on the horizon. That but when like, it's right in front of you, it's
1: eh. The first draft of saliva song, tick, tick, <laughs>
0: I think that was the of their last album. <laughs> tick, tick, oh, oh. So, yeah, just getting those delivered and set up and figuring out, yeah, how not to burn the house down has been uh, interesting for the last couple of days. Uh, My oven has a childproof lock on it. And thank God, because (laughs) I don't know why. Does anything, you got one of those cooks with magnets. Yes. How the fuck do they work? I don't know. They're magnets. (laughs) But An induction cooktop? So what is that? Magnets. Well, (laughs) thank you. Thank you very much. Amanda, everybody. (laughs) Magnets. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so it's, it's, it completes a circuit. You've, you have to have cookware that is also magnetic. And then once the cooktop senses the other magnet, then it will complete the circuit. And it's much easier to control in terms of the heat, uh, much more comparable to gas insofar as it's e- it's hot when you want it to be hot, it's cool when you want it to be cool, as opposed to the, the radiant electronic ones on the ceramic tops or the coil ones. But it doesn't generate any actual heat. No, it's it's the, I think the amount of energy that goes through the completed
0: circuit heats
1: up the cooking vessel.
0: So the magnet touches the magnetic metal and causes heat. I guess. Uh, and then I
1: do a dance and I hope for rain.
0: <laughs> so so I should put off getting that <laughs> Prince Albert piercing is what you're saying. Um
1: do either of your parents have like pacemaker we need to be worried about? Because there was something in the instructions about keeping your torso at least a foot away from
0: the the cooktop if a pacemaker is involved. If I if I told my parents I had a Prince Albert piercing, uh they would require pacemakers. I guarantee that. <laughs> so keep my <laughs> I want you guys to go out there and protect your balls at any cost. Just keep it away from the induction cooktop.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this oven costs more than my first car. It's it's got more computer apparatus within it, I think, than my current car. It's
0: <laughs> so it, it heats without actually creating any heat, and yet somehow heat is created without applying heat. Something- Lightning, fire. Power of God or something. I swear to God, I'm not firing the sound effects to pad the show. <laughs> Honestly, I,
1: I the the only thing out of the things that have been delivered that I haven't used yet is the cooktop. I've used the interior of the oven. I, I it's got a bread proofing uh, setting. That's kind of kind of cool.
0: It's it's bread proof.
1: It, it makes it it will take it to a particular temperature that it's optimal for for proofing your bread so that it gets all poofy <laughs> and not just because of the yeast. I mean, it helps the yeast. The yeast feel like warm and comfy, and then it gets poof. so that's why we had homemade hamburger buns made of brioche for dinner tonight
0: (laughs) and and all without generating any actual heat
1: no the the inside of the oven does actually generate heat don't look
0: at it (laughs) shut your eyes marian don't look at it no matter what happens (laughs) i'm afraid to go in the kitchen now i'd rather play with the propane bomb out of the back deck (laughs) you can
1: probably make bread on that too I'm I, magical. That's,
0: that's not a thing that's going to happen. That's that's not going to be done.
1: This is the fatigue hysteria, isn't it?
0: A uh, little bit. It's been a hell of a week. I grilled and, broccoli today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be burping that up for about six hours. You can grill anything. No, you can burn anything.
1: I think I want to make brownies on the grill.
0: Oh, you! you're a savage. How dare you? It's just an oven. Why would you set fire to a brownie?
1: I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna set fire near the brownie and then cook the brownie. But
0: <laughs> what I don't God, he was wrong and you knew it. Stop doing. It. <laughs> Clearly, I need the long weekend coming up. <laughs> Although I'm not gonna be able to relax with my parents here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be hiding nip bottles in the in the master bedroom. I'll, I'll be displaying every sign of. Every I'm an alcoholic. Just hiding my booze and drinking I'm, in the yeah, toilet.
1: I'm just going to keep a bottle of scotch in the bedroom and pour about five
0: fingers after they go to bed. <laughs> just a fist of scotch. Yes. <laughs> Fisted by scotch. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had all that going. And plus, it's the season finale of Game of Thrones tonight. That's and right. I, I will be goddamned if I find myself cutting audio through half the episode the way I normally do. No, because, yeah, we tape this on Sundays, so half the time I'm still editing the show and getting it online when the show starts. I'll be goddamned if I do that, if there's a chance we're going to get Clagane Bowl tonight. Clagane Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Hound versus the Mountain. I've been counting on that all year, for Christ's sake.
1: It's That's the anti-puppy bowl.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there is a hound involved. Yes. So. So yeah, but between all of that, yeah, it's going to be a truncated show. Uh, I apologize for that, but also there was not a huge amount of comics news that I noticed this week. You know, that no, the- there was
1: a rumor of a rumor of a rumor that uh, Fox really liked how um, Spider-Man played out for Sony being involved in Civil War. So maybe somebody might talk to somebody who knows somebody about the possibility of the X-Men getting involved in a crossover to Marvel.
0: Yeah, and I've been hearing that bullshit (laughs) at the very least since Fantastic Four last year, and nothing's happened. I don't know how X-Men Apocalypse has done at the box office. We still haven't made our way to see it.
1: But I I heard it did all right. It satisfied the uh, corporate masters.
0: That's the only way it'll happen. If it tanks and there's enough bad mojo about it. And this got okay reviews, Uh, Apocalypse did.
1: I mean, the last... Spider Man when it was still under Sony did okay, but they were gonna reboot it again anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, my third Spider Man reboot since I'm thirty five years old. Does
1: it disturb you at all that every time they've rebooted the Spider Man series, Aunt May gets incrementally like younger?
0: Uh look, I've been <laughs> beating off to her since the the very first movie. I don't see why this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lake's the old's. Uh, it's an Aunt May thing. <laughs> it's an Aunt May thing. You know what? It's a fucking wheat cakes thing. Can you do wheat cakes on your magic fucking stove or on the grill? Yes, but you're going to have to buy me a baking steal. <laughs> with, with wheat cakes, it won't be the baking that's steal. Oh, Jesus. I've gone Jesus. too far. I <laughs> I've gone too far. Uh, yeah, alright, maybe we should just get to the comics before this gets even weirder. Okay. So yeah, we're just gonna talk about two or three comics this week. Sorry it's a kind of a truncated show, but uh, yeah, just with the way it worked out, this is the the most that we can handle. We're, we're already descending into wheat cake fucking jokes. Which isn't even a genre. That's not a thing. And yet somehow we're doing it. You wanna fuck wheat cakes? Uh. <laughs> I'm a nasty piece of work! Ask anybody! <laughs> maybe, I, what, I... Don't ask me that directly again. <laughs> Dude, for Christ's sake, work your way around it. Just sort of, you know, ask indirect questions. Try to get a sense of it. Don't, I don't party that way. It's I need to be prodded. I don't, I, I'm not going to speak anymore. <laughs> and that's a hell of a thing for a radio show. So you're just staring at me like, like a dog looking at a card trick. Ah! Like, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just let it go. Just let it her. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> uh. Now put your hands together for the man who's falling apart before our eyes. Right. Comic books. This it's show's gone. about
1: comic books. It's gone like a balloon from a sad five year old. <laughs> oh, come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Which one do we, which book do we Whatever want to talk about? Whatever makes you first? happy. Uh, no, you, it takes your mind off wheat cakes. It's, uh, stop talking <laughs> about them and it's all going to be all right. now. <laughs> You pick, I insist.
1: Oh, thank you. Why don't we start with the Hulk book?
0: All right. Totally Awesome Hulk, uh, written by Greg Pack, uh, number seven, written by Greg Pack, art by Alan Davis. Yeah, we finally see what has uh, become of Bruce Banner since- He's angry. Yeah, the end of Secret Wars, <laughs> first couple issues after Secret Wars, and uh, it's it's good. He's, uh, as we kind of known, he's cured of being the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Also it's bad cuz he's been cured of being the hulk and <laughs> he's apparently not very good at that. No. He he immediately like
1: just goes on a almost suicidal just can't call it a rampage cuz he's not the hulk anymore but like every choice he has made since he discovered he was cured is, what can I do that will probably get me killed? Oh, look at the baby bear. Oh, it's its mom. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: it literally, he gets it attacked. Falls off a waterfall. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how one does that. I, I, I've lived a long and fulfilling life without having been attacked by a bear, and yet somehow Bruce Banner yeah. just sort of stumbles his way into it. it it's it's like, like danger-prone
1: Daphne from
0: Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's like
1: anything that can go wrong. <laughs> don't let him near our grill. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Within a page or two, he crashes his car in the desert, and then somehow finds himself near a fucking waterfall and a bear. Uh, that's good work, you know, for a guy who can no longer leap tall buildings in a single grunt or whatever he did. Uh, that's that's fairly good it ground is. covering.
1: It's efficient. It, then he takes himself to to Vegas to gamble because why
0: not? Yeah, it's. It's like he had a midlife crisis in about ten pages of comics. It's I'm yeah. gonna get a fast car and crash it and go looking for cougars. I found a bear instead. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm thinking about wheat cakes. So fuck it. I'm just gonna leave that alone. That's all right. The imagery will go away after one or two more. Fine, Berkshire Brewing Company. F- fuck it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, winds up in Vegas. It's it's a midlife crisis writ small.
1: Well, I think what we're seeing happen here is he's always had the the Hulk as the excuse for why he's needed to keep his anger in check, and Bruce Banner is a very angry man.
0: (laughs) That is the truth, and it's it's what I really liked about this issue. It it raises a question that I've personally never particularly asked about, Mm. asked myself about Bruce Banner, and that's. Yeah, I feel dumb having not asked it, but yeah, what happens if you've been cured and you've spent your entire adult life trying to clamp down on emotions that you don't have to anymore, that maybe you've not felt completely since 1962 when (laughs) the Hulk debuted, or you feel them just long enough to feel your heart go ding, 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 and then you wake up. And then you black out. Yeah, then you wake up in purple pants somewhere in the desert, uh, surrounded by raw meat and tank parts.
1: I gotta get rid of my purple pants. Are getting enough issues with blackouts?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, what happens to a guy who doesn't have to repress that anymore, and what happens when he can just feel it? And having spent that long having to suppress it, who does he really blame for it? <laughs> Which is what I thought was really interesting in this. Issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I th- I think it was interesting that Stark was the one that came and found him. I'm wondering where this story fits in in the timeline. Because in one of the other Civil War books from last week, Carol found him in a lab.
0: <laughs> I, I think this has to be a flashback. This has to be happening before before the events of Secret Wars. Secret Wars, uh, Civil War, Civil War Two, Civil War Two. Too many fucking wars in Marvel, man. Yeah, but it has to be because uh, based on the timing, uh, when he wakes up, when Banner wakes up in the hospital, he's seeing one of the first appearances of Amadeus Cho as the Hulk on TV. All right, it says four months ago, so okay, so yeah, this is a this is a flashback, yeah, just the the question of of blame uh, in the in the sense that, yeah, Banner created the Hulk, but both all he and the Hulk have ever said is that they want to be left alone, and nobody could ever seem to just manage that. It's like, oh, <laughs> the man explodes like a hydrogen bomb and destroys everything in front of him. uh let's shoot at him. <laughs> <laughs> But Let, let's give him a wedgie. I, I don't understand why you would do that. But also, you know, people had uses for him, as they had for Banner. Oh yeah, it's a. They would bring Banner in, but it, yeah, it's a. Okay, we need the Hulk for this thing. You know, we've seen it all. Over. He's made his way back into the Avengers, thanks to the Avengers movie. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was also shown there. Oh, we have need for this, so we're going to bring you in and just sort of try and handle you and. Yeah, it's like, I don't want this to happen to me. I don't want to feel this way. I want people to leave me alone, and yet it keeps happening to him, and then when it happens and people don't have a use for him, yeah, they kick him into the negative zone or they shoot him into fucking space to Planet Hulk. Yeah, it was it was really interesting what Pac did with Banner and that Banner blames himself. It's like, I've never been able to keep it under control, which to me was very much a nod toward the Avengers movie of, mm. my secret, is I'm always angry. Yeah. So he's like, if I really wanted to, maybe I could have kept a better handle on this, but even though I can't. Yeah, people kept coming after me and making me do this <laughs> and puny humans. And then treating me like like a problem that needs to be dealt with once I've solved your problem. It's I really got the sense that Bruce Banner just hates. Yeah. <laughs> he hates himself. He he hates uh, and and the symptom of that is yeah, he just oh, I can't become the Hulk anymore. I can be killed. So yeah, he Drives too fast and fucks around with bears for some reason. Ignores a yeah. SWAT team. Yeah, does all these <laughs> all these things. Goes to places where he might be recognized, but in, in doing it, he's also putting other people in danger. You know, as soon as he's recognized as Bruce Banner, yeah, hospital's empty out, and the casino he goes into empties out. You know, he's damn near causing a riot everywhere he uses his name. Yeah, so yeah, he's hates himself and is putting himself in danger, but yeah, just clearly is so angry at Tony Stark who was a member of the Illuminati, yeah, was one of the guys who shot him into space in Greg Pak's Planet right. Hulk. Right, He really comes across as, Bruce Banner's always come across as a broken character, sometimes more than others. In this, he comes across as really just shattered. He's just, he's not just angry, he's just filled with hate, and he doesn't know what to do with well, it. Well, there's
1: a, a Hulk-shaped hole where, <laughs> where, <laughs> where all of his
0: other emotions used to be. <laughs> It's <laughs> right a hook shaped hole at the Fenway Cornhole Festival. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it just it. it you kind of get the sense he realizes I've never been able to really control myself, and I hate that I've not been able to, and I hate that I let other people push me into situations where I became this. And the look of the book really kind of supports it for me because yeah, that killer. 70s, 80s style Alan Davis art where everything kind of looks like, you know, Bruce Banner in this looks like Bruce Banner from any 1970s, yeah. early 80s comic. Yeah. You know, it looks Bronze Age, so everything feels classic and putting this kind of modern story in that kind of dress made it feel kind of weighty, like it's, there's history behind it.
1: Yeah, no, the art in this is great. It is very, very much an homage, I think, to, yeah, some of the late 60s, 70s,
0: yeah, well, I mean, Alan Davis, he's been around forever. He did the original Alan Moore Captain Britain mm. stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the best Bruce Banner stories I've really read in a while. I'm trying to think of one that's that's better. There's a whole bunch of Peter David's run that that I missed. I don't mm. know, maybe the one where he found out he was abused or but <laughs> I mean, the, the only one that leaps to mind is yeah, you know, and I hate myself kind of for saying it, but Mark Millar's original Ultimates, where at least Banner was given some kind of motivation for turning himself into the Hulk, right? Yeah, you know, with just raw jealousy at always being number two,
1: right? And but it also shows, yeah, how how he was treated. It was all right. We need a Hulk, and then you're a problem. So Banner, we need you. We're going to push you out of a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just Hulk out on the way down, that would be great.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Don't eat (laughs) (laughs) Ben. I've kind of been enjoying the Totally Awesome Hulk. Sort of, look, Pac has always written Amadeus Cho as a really fun character. I've been having fun with the book on that basis. This is just a really good Bruce Banner story, so I really liked it on, on that basis. This is one of the... I've been grabbing it off the shelf, going, "Oh, this will be fun!" And still, this is one of the better books of this week. I thought this one kind of surprised me.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things I'm enjoying about this is they've depowered Banner, but it's not like an event. As a reader, I'm excited to read it because it's just sort of organically happening within the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they'll repower him. Of course they will. Civil be- War too. Yeah, of we've course. already kind of seen well, it. Or, assuming that's not Cho. Well,
1: I'll say or or it's Am- Amadeus Cho because the. The big thing is Cho keeps talking about. I don't have the anger. I don't have the same problems you're gonna. You used to have controlling it because you know I'm me, but Cho has problems. He's a pubescent <laughs> hormonal bomb.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and we've seen some of that in earlier issues of this book. Right, where he can barely control himself sometimes, and yeah, when he gets angry, he loses control. Not to the level that we've seen Banner do it, but then again, he's only been the Hulk for. Seven issues, and in this particular issue, uh, yeah, he's barely in it. So, but
1: you know, canonically, anybody with Hulk level powers, if they lose control of their anger, they will get like banner level hulked out. We saw it happen in Avengers Disassembled with She Hulk,
0: yes, although Scarlet <laughs> Witch was uh providing a little push there,
1: right? But my point being that if somebody with Hulk level powers gets that angry. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I mean, over the years we've seen Doc Samson yeah. lose control, and for Christ's sake, Doc Samson was a bad guy until I don't know a couple issues of Secret. <laughs> but I keep calling it Secret Wars. We we need something that's not a fucking wars thing, Marvel. Marvel Rebirth is that a Nah? nah I think I think okay. the, think DC is using that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll talk about DC in a couple of minutes, <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, this was uh, a much better. The issue than I was anticipating for a book that's been at least fun all yeah. the way around. This was a, a pretty solid Bruce Banner story and one of the better ones I've read in quite a while. I agree. Anything else on this one? No. Or, uh, go
1: out and read uh, if you're not reading Totally Awesome Hulk. Read it.
0: Uh, yes, in particular this issue. Yes, it's a good place
1: to jump on if you haven't been it, reading it.
0: And yeah, I mean, if certainly if you've been reading the Civil War stuff, it ties in with that. It does. So. <laughs> This is one of those off weeks of, and this happens with, I'm sure it happens with every DC event, but it feels like it really happens with every Marvel event where you get two or three weeks up front in the event of a new main issue and a new main issue and a new main issue and then you get a week or two of just treading water of, oh, here is our Totally Awesome Hulk issue where it doesn't advance the main story, but fleshes out the edges. And, oh, here is this... Uh, Sam
1: Wilson, Captain America this week also. and Yeah. <laughs> and Civil War, choose sides. That was that was a boring book. That was a boring book.
0: Well, for Christ's <laughs> sake, half of it was about Night Thrasher. <laughs> Night who? Yeah. And, uh, and damage control. Yeah, and as a wise man once said, you cannot imagine the enormity of the fuck I do not give. <laughs> I, did, I did like the Nick Fury story. That was all right. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was pretty good because there was action, things happened. <laughs> uh, but it's it's yet another one of the every eight to ten year efforts since New Warriors first broke back in the '90s of let's make Night Thrasher a thing. <laughs> Night Thrasher is not a fucking thing. No, he, he rides a skateboard. Yeah, he's extreme with three X's. <laughs> His time has passed. Let it slide. <laughs> To the point where, in yeah, this choosing sides small story is like, I should stop calling it a skateboard. It's not really a skateboard. It's a fucking skateboard. Thrasher is in your name. That's a skateboard. It's a fucking skateboard. You ride a skateboard. You're not a superhero. (laughs) Any more than the kids who would break their legs in front of me trying to hop the curb at Barnes & Noble in high school. We're superheroes. Speedball makes you look like a wuss. Jesus. It I knows, know that's that's some fighting words. That's a hell of a thing to say. It is, wow. but it's true and got, right and pure. You got
1: some hate in your heart for Night Thrasher.
0: It's uh, it's, uh-huh. it's '90s comics, man. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've established. <laughs> Show me on the doll where
1: Night Thrasher touched
0: you. Damn. <laughs> he touched me in the wheat cakes, and I feel bad about that. <laughs> if
1: you string some more nonsense words in there. I think you can probably wake up the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Night Thrasher, wheat cakes, beige. Nine.
0: <laughs> Target acquired. <coughs> but yeah, it's just, and it seems to happen all the time with Marvel events. they they try to keep you going with, we'll put Civil War II on the cover of every issue, and it just, and and that's the grift to be able to say, oh, you don't need any of the extra books to follow the main story. Except all the main books are part of the main fucking story. And then after a certain point, it really just feels like, fuck it, I might just keep buying them. Just, okay, this is <laughs> just in case I miss something important. and There's nothing important ever there. No. I would have missed Night Thrasher. That's fucking heartbreaking. For Christ's sake, Damage Control got a new mascot. Oh, God, if I'd missed that, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Yeah, that wasn't a very good story. <laughs> <laughs> then in two or three... And the worst part is... You know the thing's going to get delayed. Eventually, some solicit's going to get pushed. Civil War Two's going to end sometime in 2017, maybe. Maybe. Eventually. And at that point, we know all the characters who are going to survive it or not because of who's... That's a problem with... I'm so tired of big events because they all play out the same way, not story-wise, but execution-wise. we're We're only... Guaranteed days, maybe a week and a half away from hearing. Yeah, Civil War two four has been pushed <laughs> to sometime after the new millennium. It just, uh, I feel I'm tired of events. Okay, although rebirth's working better for me, except for the goddamn Watchmen stuff.
1: Why don't we talk about that?
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's start with the the non. Re- it's, we don't have a lot of rebirth to talk about. I mean, there were a few rebirth issues this week mm-hmm. that we liked, I really liked, uh, that we're not going to talk about <laughs> except briefly here, I guess. Uh, the Greg Rucka's Wonderman one was I pretty enjoyed solid. that, and
1: the art in that was fucking spectacular.
0: Yeah, I forget who did the art on it, and we don't didn't bring the book down to the studio. With but us, good job, smart. folks. That like, was good job, art dude, artist. The, there's a man.
1: there's there's a page at the very end of Cheetah, spoilers, and Wonder Woman that I would love to have as just up on my wall a piece of art.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely a good-looking book this week. Yeah. And, and it continues the theme of somebody fucked with me and somebody better explain to me why. Right. Which, with all this Rebirth stuff going on, is refreshing because, yeah, it's also happening without, you know, oh, is that Rorschach over in the corner? <laughs> uh. <laughs> There there was also, um,
1: Aquaman number one was blessedly Watchmen free. Yes, although uh, Action Comics one was not. Was not. We saw the mysterious Mr. Oz and his um, multiple video panels of Doom, I guess. He's somehow bugged everybody's (laughs) living and workspace so he can see all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he's waiting to see what Superman does with Lex Luthor to figure out what his next step is going to be. Might I offer the idea of "fuck off"? That's a good step. That's a that's a way to go.
1: We are going to talk about uh, Justice League fifty two, and the events of that lead directly into Action Comics one that we have this week.
0: Yeah. So, so why don't we? Well, before we do that, I just want to get your brief impressions of uh, Detective Comics. Uh, it's not number one. It's number nine hundred. Nine hundred and some odd. Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought it fleshed out the relationship between the Wayne and the and the Kane families a lot more explicitly. <laughs>
0: yeah. To me it just it, it it was really dense this week. Yeah. It just felt like a huge amount of plot and explanation, and here's where everybody is, and here's the new headquarters, and here's why everybody's being treated this way, and, and here's why Batwoman is in this position. Clayface is a good guy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> interesting. Well, he could
1: look like anybody, so I suppose he can go from heel to babyface, but...
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I'm, I'll buy into it, and I buy into it certainly more... I find it more interesting than what's happening with Lex Luthor. Yes, but yeah it just it felt like a really dense book and that okay we're 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 laying a lot of pipe in this issue this is the new headquarters and this is why batwoman's pushing and batman has some kind of ulterior motive with batwoman and robin's thinking about leaving and he's also fucking spoiler and Well he
1: was fucking spoiler before that.
0: Was he? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's even like as as he left to go do other things and then spoiler became robin briefly they were in a relationship.
0: I 'll take you look. there were no wheat cakes involved. I tune out of those sex stories. It just does nothing for me, but we established at least it's part of the continuing rebirth status quo yes. and and uh, and um Cassandra Kane is just going from house to house, getting beat up at night well, she does, <laughs> she
1: doesn't really seem to sleep, which is interesting. After everybody is done. she goes on patrol, beats up bad guys, and then whoever's house she's closest to, she crashes on their couch, even though Batman has set her up with an apartment of her own. <laughs>
0: Yeah, hey, why not? All right. (laughs) It's a sleepover. She didn't have a good childhood, I guess. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's not bad, but it really felt like this was the issue where it's like, okay, we're gonna set up a whole bunch of stuff without nearly enough really happening for me. I'm still, I I really liked Detective Comics Rebirth number one. Mm. Uh, I like the idea of Batwoman being brought in as a military-style trainer for the Batman family. That's an interesting way to use that character. All right, now I'm ready for stuff to start happening.
1: <laughs> yes, they they laid a lot of, of of stuff down, so hopefully going forward it will be less heavy and more just manage your ensemble. <laughs> yeah. So tell a good story, manage your ensemble.
0: <laughs> yep. All right, so why don't we move on to uh, Justice League Fifty Two? Okay. Um, this is one that we actually that,
1: that Justice League only nominally showed up in.
0: Uh, yes, I counted four panels. Four <laughs> panels of their own goddamn book. Part of why I wanted to talk to this was uh, yes, this is one of the last pre-rebirth books. I think Justice League Rebirth number 1 comes out next week or that maybe the right. week after. Yeah. And it just it struck me that the new 52 started with Justice League number 1 mm-hmm. in uh, September 2011. And now yeah, we're firmly in the throes of DC Rebirth. And this being one of the last books that hasn't gone through a change in the status quo. So really, if you look at it the right way, this issue is kind of the last gasp this of is the, the New the final 52. comment on them. yeah. Yeah. And so where does it end? Uh, <laughs> Superman's dead. Lex Luthor's wearing his cape. And Lex the-
1: Luthor has like lucked into like just the most ridiculous level of... of- Good things happening to him, he's inherited Darkseid's throne and powers, oh yeah, because got... reasons um, yeah, well there was a whole story. I read it sort of it, but whatever uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: the Dark side war was uh, not the finest uh, mini event no. that was ever created. He's got a mother box, his sister's
1: in a coma boohoo uh <laughs> yeah,
0: that happened in Dark side war, yeah.
1: but uh so now he thinks he's he's perfectly positioned to. Become the next Superman, and he's going to do it right because he's a human being. Darn it! <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, this is not a terrible comic book, but it, it requires you to be invested in Lex Luthor as a leading character. Yeah, which I am not. No, I don't. <laughs> that's the problem. At least that not I had this Lex Luthor. Yeah, it's because uh, look, part of the problem is nothing in this issue really truly points to the idea that Luther really is taking the idea of being Superman seriously. I mean, all through the issue, he's self-admittedly selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, he's violent to the point where he terrifies the people that he saves. Perry White gives that uplifting speech about we not only display superman's cape at the daily planet to pay tribute to superman but clark kent was one of our own he was like a son to me he's one of ours who fell and that's part of why we have decided to do this and luther just turns around and buys the daily planet so he can wear superman's cape to prove something reasons
1: it's like he's he's got smartest guy in the room syndrome and you know deservedly so he is allegedly one of the smartest men on the planet <laughs> However, he always castigates Superman for being an alien and therefore he is a threat but fails to understand Superman's essential humanity and demonstrates none of his own. And <laughs> oh yeah, it's and I I wonder, you know, what lesson Luther will take from this if any because we've already had through you know Spider-Oak <laughs> <laughs> the idea of a villain taking up the mantle of a hero and and what does one learn from that? So this has been done recently.
0: It, it has been, but at least Dan Slott was smart enough to kill him real quick. Yeah, I mean, Luther's been trying to be a hero for the last 10 months worth of DC Comics or something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, ever since the end of, uh, what is it, Forever Evil? Yeah. It, it's not a brand new idea. Bringing him up to perhaps Superman-level powers is kind of new. But, you know, look, he admits in this book, he's just trying to prove to his comatose sister that he could be a good person. And she had been turned by Darkseid in the last one. So when she wakes up from the coma, we know as readers full well she's still going to be on Darkseid's team because she doesn't know how the thing ended. So as soon as that happens and, oh, she doesn't care if I'm a good person or not, he's going to start cutting up fucking evil again. Right. One of the nice visual touches in it, although it was kind of on the nose, the mother box that he has, just under his armor, purple and green, like his old (laughs) pre-crisis armor, dead visual giveaway that his superhero persona is only skin deep, fucking literally. (laughs) So, I mean, I just don't understand why I should give a shit that he wants to be Superman, except for the arrogance level of it. Like I said, when it comes to villains getting a second chance, the idea of Clayface, who appears to be legitimately trying yeah. <laughs> in detective comics, is far more compelling to me, and he only gets like two or three panels per issue.
1: I had to go back and look. I'm like, what the fuck that's Clayface. Okay. Because they also called um the the their their version of the danger room in the new bat cave is called the Mud Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is uses cast-off pieces of (laughs)
0: Clayface to create villains to fight. Which is a better fucking explanation of a danger room than hard-light holograms or whatever the fuck X-Men or Star Trek The Next Generation and their holodeck ever came up with. Uh, I believe that far more. But yeah, that's far more interesting to me. And part of that is from Snyder laying down a little bit of Clayface's new post-new Fifty Two personality and the the one or two non-epic stories that he did <laughs> when he was doing Batman, so he kind of led the way on it. And it kind of makes sense. I can yeah. I can buy even if there's a somewhat selfish motivation, which we see in Detective Comics this week. Of do you think I can wear this power dampener to maybe go on an audition? I miss my old life. Yeah. That's more compelling to me than I have the powers of the new gods and I'll prove to my comatose sister who I know will not give a shit when she wakes up, but I'll prove to her I could be a good person if and I wanted to. <laughs> Don't really, but if and I wanted to, I, I have the skills to pay the bills or some shit. <laughs> the best I could figure of this is the main reason it's happening is it feels to me like DC is trying very hard To make nods at, name check, the aftermath of the original death of Superman in the early 90s. Yes. We've got multiple heroes wearing Superman's crest. We've got pre-New 52 Superman, Luther, this uh, new Superman from China that's going to be coming soon. Pre-New 52 Superman's son, who we've already seen, although he hasn't put on a costume yet.
1: No, but in Action Comics number one, he is flying from Smallville to Metropolis to try to go save his father who's fighting Doomsday. Again,
0: yeah. <laughs> even though he also was being taken to the Justice League with his father in Superman One last week, it's con- continuity. Man, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it's continuity's hard. It is. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Continuity.
1: I g- it got cornhold. Yeah, <laughs> At Fenway <laughs> pack. <laughs> Somebody threw a beanbag at it, and
0: it went ooh. And it's. <laughs> 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 They threw a beanbag in my hole in front of my pack. cost me one hundred forty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, but that's American money. That's like eighty-two cents in pounds this week. <laughs> uh, to our to our our current United Kingdom, uh, possible future, just England listeners. We apologize for for making fun of the uh, <laughs> of the events of Brexit, and we will. Uh, display an appropriate uh, British stiff upper lip when you laugh about President Trump. So, <laughs> back to Superman. <laughs> I need more whiskey. Uh, you can have one of my fine Berkshire Brewing Company steel rail Pale ales. That's right. I got nothing. Uh, all right, so back to Superman, for Christ's yes, sake. Yeah, Superman. And if if you look at the the Superman, supermen yes. that are around now, there super are folks. certain, well, there's certain
1: parallels. Oh, there's going to be a Lois Lane super
0: person, too. Superwoman, yeah. Yes. So, all right. That might count on it. I, I was, this whole thing falls apart if you don't go one for one with like the original one because I would think there were parallels. You've got Luther, Armored Superman, Steel. Yep. Uh, there was a Superboy in each one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure uh, is... who matches up with was Cyborg this... Superman yeah, like, or the Eradicator. <laughs> I would guess pre-new 52 Superman would match up with the Eradicator because yeah. original Kryptonian. Right, right. So I, I guess that, that makes the the dude from China cyborg Superman. That seems rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know how his powers work yet. But it's it, it kind of works. It sort of works out. At least if you look at it. And, and then yeah, th- you throw a Superwoman and it fucks it all up. But if if that's the case, if they're trying to you know give a little nostalgia nod to those heady days after the death of Superman, where anybody who'd ever read a comic book knew he was coming back. Right. But for everybody else, it was, ooh, who else is, who's <laughs> gonna be Superman next? It's, but the problem is, if that's what you're name-checking, we already have been trained not to give a fuck about any of these fucking Supermen because we know none of them are real. Right. The real one's gonna come back, if that's the case. Yes. Even though they've been saying, oh no, nope, he's dead. And they certainly did that very quickly. It's like, nope, he's dead. Yep, nope, never coming back. <clears throat> yep, Super, <laughs> Superman Rebirth 1. Oh yeah, I guess he can't come back. Oh well, I'll bury him in an unmarked grave in Kansas. <laughs> I Superman. The <laughs> battling for truth justice in the American way will dispose of this body under cover of darkness.
1: At least he didn't dump him in a like incinerator in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of the last couple of weeks of this show of superheroes just dumping bodies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Unceremoniously dumped in a smokestack. Yep. You know, yeah. if, if they really wanted it to be a final and he's dead, uh, he would have flown him into the sun.
0: Oh, I guess, but that seems a little final. Exactly. That's why yeah. he's not really dead. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I know Superman's been kind of fuck sword since about 2011. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirt, jeans, blogger, <laughs> Kryptonian armor, dead, alive. I don't know. Whiny. Solar powered flare. Let's just get this over and get a Superman so we can move on with our lives. That's yes. all I want
1: mullet-free.
0: I'm willing to accept underpants on the inside like a big boy. It's the 21st century. I'm okay with that. The blue boots are a little Elvis, but whatever. I'm okay. It's fine. But make a decision, for God's make sake. Make a decision. There's gotta be a Superman. Let's move. start, start with that.
1: And historically, whenever uh, Luther wears a, a suit that contributes to his powers, um, he historically gets cancer. So if we could go ahead and just kill off Lex Luthor, that Um, would
0: be fine. That'll never happen. (laughs) Luthor is a classic villain. I like the idea of Lex Luthor as the main antagonist for Superman. Luthor on the Justice League is a little different. We've been suffering (laughs) with that for a year. I think I'm ready to move on. Yes. If If you're really invested in what makes Lex Luthor tick, this is not a really bad comic book. It's not a really bad comic book one way or the other. It's just... I don't care this much about Lex Luthor trying to be a good person because I don't buy it. Yeah. And I, I really don't feel like I learned anything new about Luthor here. You know, we got a lot of these things back from, uh, what was the Scott Snyder, Jim Lee? It was uh, Superman Unchained, mm. Unbound.
1: Yeah, that sounds uh, right. A
0: couple of years ago that really focused on Lex's character and a lot of this came from that. Lex trying to be a hero. We've been seeing that since the end of Forever Evil a year, year and a half ago. Well, in this issue,
1: I learned that he has a tie that magically change, changes colors from blue to red depending on you know the whims of the colorist. Uh, or did. it's got like the technology in it, like those cars that they start off one color and then the light hits it differently and then it's a different color, kind of like some nail polish I have.
0: Or black magic, evil magic, kind of like some nail polish I have. Okay, yeah, so- we'll stick with the <laughs> nail polish. We'll stay away from magic. Yeah, I didn't really learn anything new about Luther on this. You know, he's a selfish prick. He's eventually going to get beat down by whoever winds up being Superman. Yep. But, you know, as a final word on the new 52, I can kind of think of worse than ending, you know, this whole see blue to red. Where the blue. Oh yeah, shit. Okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch His tie changes his color. And I and let the media. <laughs> Wait, we're the media. Shit. Gabe
1: L-Tabe. Yeah, you got to get on that, man.
0: <laughs> well, he's a good colorist, too. Everybody's allowed to make a mistake. Fuck it. Okay. He's good. That's how the new 52 ends. A villain dressed up like a hero, promising th- he'll make up for all the evil he did, knowing that there's a better than average chance he's going to wind up doing the same shit that made him a bad guy in the first place. So with a
1: whimper, then. Didn't Dan deal bald? Hey, now! Oh! <laughs> oh! Everybody's the hero of his own story. He's just doing this writ large. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'd agree with Dan as being potentially a somewhat kind of hero, at least from a storytelling standpoint, if I didn't have to see Mr. Fucking Oz all over fucking Action Comics number one. That was talking about Lex Luthor. Oh, Oh. (laughs) there we go. All right. Uh, all right, you want to move on to uh, Teen Titans? Let's. I don't have a hell of a lot. I, I to... picked
1: this because when I was a kid, I was a huge Teen Titans fan. and this.
0: First of all, Teen Titans 21, written by Tony Bedard, art by Miguel Mendonca. Yes. Um,
1: I, I picked this book because I was a, a big Teen Titans fan when I was a kid, and this book made me feel the joy that I, I felt when I read it as, as a 12, 13-year-old. Well, I've it's had, just unabashedly silly. This
0: book. <laughs> it it kind of is. There's, it, in my opinion, this is a case of Tony Bedard saying, "Teen Titans Rebirth's coming out when?" <laughs> so it doesn't well, matter. Fuck my storyline. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I do between now and the end of September. It, oh, and Red Red Robin is firmly back in the Batman family and Detective Comics, meaning that no matter what I do, it doesn't really matter because it's being retconned as I'm writing it. All right fuck it. Uh, they're fighting a brain and a dildo and a monkey who loves him very, very much. That's, that's our story for this week.
1: Monsieur Mala.
0: <laughs> Monsieur Mala.
1: Yes. The, this <laughs> and, is, the brain, and the brain. And the brain, not Pinky. <laughs> this <laughs> is one of the most goofy supervillain
0: Teams in the history of goofy supervillain teams. <laughs> yeah, it's if I remember right, they debuted in the '60s Doom Patrol. Yes, and I think in one of my Grant Morrison Doom Patrol t- trades, I've only got a couple of them plus Flex Mentalo, but I think in one of them uh, Morrison brings them back and starts the intim- intimations that Mala and the Brain are in love. Yes, and there are. <laughs> There are no longer intimations. It is Oh no,
1: they they love each other. It's a
0: bold statement.
1: <laughs> they they have a love that yeah.
0: Yeah. It, this was when Amanda brought this to me and said this is the third book I want to talk about, I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, we, we get the Teen Titans in our polls, but it is one of those books that has sort of migrated toward the middle yeah. bottom of the stack. We don't always get to it. We don't always both read it. Yeah, she wanted it was right for her to want to talk about this unlike almost every other book coming out of the big two this week, it's not an event. (laughs) It's not a battle between heroes for supremacy. It's not an attempt to rewrite everything you thought you've known about a character for the last five years. It's about a group of teenagers who work well together and bring out the best in each other, all while fighting a disembodied brain and his lover, a monkey with a machine gun. (laughs) And... I am not the biggest Monkey with a Machine Gun fan <laughs> in comics. It's one of, I recognize that apes in comics are classic back to the Silver Age, back to the apocryphal story of somebody put an ape on the cover of some comic, and at DC, somebody recognized the sales went up 20%, so now it's apes aplenty. We've got Gorilla Grodd and every and I'm just... I've never understood it. I've never been a fan of Gorilla Grodd. I was in the minority for Ed Brubaker's uh, Winter Soldier one, when the big reveal of a gorilla with a machine gun. I'm like, oh, this is a this is a Brubaker spy comic. I've learned to expect certain things, and one of them is not a gorilla with a machine gun. You just don't want to feel joy. But <laughs> this was fun. It was. <laughs> Did it just uh, the moment of Mala being forgive the pun unmanned <laughs> when he realizes, oh, shit, we're going into a zoo, aren't we? Oh, I, I, I can't zoos. handle zoos. <laughs> and
1: uh, and the, and the brain just says awful fucking petty things to him, like you know, you know, disappointment or it was weakness is unattractive or some shit like that. It's like, come on, man. Don't be that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a, a couple that's been together too long, and there's a yeah. huge amount of dysfunction. There's there's real love at the basis of the relationship, but maybe somebody needs a break. Yeah. A trial separation for a couple weeks. So <laughs> It doesn't help the brain as legitimately. Ad- he wants to run this Joker, Dark Knight-style experiment to show that everyone's a villain under the right circumstances, but he's doing it because an internet troll did a goofy lolcat image of him. Yeah. And he wants revenge. <laughs>
1: To show that everybody should. The catalyst for this fucking story is some kid out there on the internet made a meme that made him feel bad. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: all it was. To to be fair, he's a brain and a dildo. He probably should reconsider his look,
1: his life choices. Well,.
0: he did make some choice at some point to put him into a dildo and that's not a good choice yeah he's no matter- in a
1: canister where yeah charitably he looks like a dildo although the top half if you if you cover the the bottom part of the canister looks like the old um uh, league of doom <laughs> as oh. it rose out of the
0: swamp. Oh, the, the Legion of Doom? Yeah, Legion of Doom. Yeah, but it, if you take that away, that is a purple-headed monster. That, <laughs> that is like the $90 silver rocket that you get at the porno store <laughs> that takes 4D batteries. Is it? No, it's the Legion. You can <laughs> get a, one of those. A, <laughs> yeah, next time I stop at the smut shop, I'll hook you up sweet. Next I have the internet. Next I don't time you're
1: the... busy with wheat cakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this show's gone wrong. <laughs> but... But uh, but this book is full of dumb shit like that. Yeah. That's just you know, Red Robin being attacked by sea lions. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, some of Mendonka's art. It's uh, the one panel that struck me is the look on Mala's face when Raven's sending them to Azeroth, <laughs> promising, "I'll retrieve you before you go insane." And Mala's just like, "As long as it's not a zoo." And he's got a great <laughs> facial expression. It's it's a really good panel. Yeah. Yeah, this this book is. I've said it about a, a bunch of books over. It's not going to make you any smarter, and ultimately, it doesn't matter. What happens here is getting retconned in September. Exactly, it's going away, and people are already turning away from Teen Titans because Titans is already back with Wally, and everybody loves Wally. So, you know, everybody knows Teen Titans is going to be Damien and figuring out whether Damien oh, Amanda just rolled her eyes like <laughs> like I had a switch that made her do it. Fuck. <laughs> So it's yeah. It feels like Bedard and the rest of the creative team are just like, all right, we're in a sandbox. Fuck it. All right. Well, the
1: one thing also that <laughs> the that gives
0: you sort of a cliffhanger at the end of this is
1: you know at the end and everybody's patting themselves on the back. Yay, we saved the zoo and we sent the bad guys to a hell dimension. Um, <laughs> where's Where's Red Robin? He's been kidnapped by Amanda
0: Waller. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Who wants him to be on Suicide Squad?
0: <laughs> Why not? At least at this point in continuity, even though it's being overwritten over in detective comics, he's not technically directly affiliated with Batman anymore. Why not? Apparently, everybody wants
1: Red Robin the Teen Titans, want him. Suicide Squad wants him. Uh, the the Bat Cave people want him, whatever they're calling that Bat now. Batcave Cave people. <laughs> like, well, this, their, their program, their initiative. They didn't have like, a name for it Bat the, Children. <laughs>
0: the Bat kids. And then,
1: yeah, and, and then there's also the outstanding. Um, like, scholarship to Harvard or wherever the fuck it is that he got accepted to that he's probably going to turn down. (laughs)
0: Hey, let's face it. He's the only Robin who figured out who Batman was and went and found him.
1: I wonder if anybody's explained to Tim Drake that if you get accepted to a university, you can, like, do a deferment for at least a year.
0: Who cares? It's comics. I'm just saying. Uh, How much... uh, I I need to take a deferment so me and my wingsuit can go kick ass with Batwoman (laughs) and Clayface. So can I get a leave of absence? Can I turn in my paper on Monday? (laughs)
1: Come on. <laughs> I was just putting it out there. You stomping <laughs> on my
0: shit. Fuck that. You can go directly to college. They talked the
1: bar! <laughs> the whole fucking bar! <laughs> Tim Drake would be the most boring college student. Hey, we're going to go to a party. That's nice. I have to study.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to party with Tim Drake <laughs> at the Delta House. I don't want to do that. He's not
1: rushing any fraternities.
0: No. He's assaulting fraternities. (laughs) It's going in the front door. Yeah. So yeah, Teen Titans Twenty One. It's it's weightless and that it carries no weight on what's happening with DC Rebirth. It's the cotton candy of. (laughs) Yeah, but cotton candy tastes good. Yes. And every once in a while, happy. Yeah, every once in a while, yeah, you got to treat yourself and say, "Fuck it, this is a fun comic book. It's it's a goof with characters that I like and." A guy who looks like a brain and a dildo. <laughs> and a monkey and a machine gun.
1: <laughs> See, it makes you happy.
0: And next month in Teen Titans 22, for a $10 all-you-can-eat testicle fest. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? We're yeah. just about in an hour, which actually wow. is a little bit uh, longer than I thought we were going to go.
1: Well, you can get a lot of mileage out of a monkey and a machine gun.
0: That's true. <laughs> anything else we want to do? Or No,
1: but uh, listeners, uh Enjoy Game of Thrones. If you're watching that tonight, we will have a show on that sometime in the in the nearest future. We're not sure when yet, but we will.
0: Yes, and I'm hoping to have a uh, a special guest for that. So uh, we'll start the negotiations on that. Uh, yes. sometime this week. <laughs> yes, if you're in the United States, have a good Fourth of July weekend next week. Uh, if you're if you're at the big cornhole game, maybe we'll see you the next day.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to linger there overnight.
0: Like, well. <laughs> It, it, you walk home slowly from the cornholing, <laughs> from the cornhole festival. Jesus Christ! The and cornholing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think we can get that past no, iTunes. No, but.
1: no, really, it's just a game with a beanbag apple. Hello.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Apple doesn't answer the phone. Icorn. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Let's wrap it
1: up. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, so yes, uh, we will be back on July 10th. Is that the that date? Right. July 10th. So yes, just one week off unless we're killed in the cornholing, but anyway. <laughs> for this episode, I don't know where you found it, but you can always find us at our home website, crisis on infinite You can find us on Facebook. We've been doing more there. Uh, so yeah, come check us out. Facebook.com slash crisis on infinite midlives. Give us a like. Give us a cornhole. No, uh, no. No. Is there a button for that? No. No. Okay, good. Nor should there be. Yes, but uh, we are there, and you certainly can send us messages through there. <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Infinite Midlife. We are on Tumblr, Crisis on crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. We are on iTunes, and if that is how you get your podcast, do us a favor. Give us a review. Give us a rating. It helps new people find the show. Uh, we are on, Jesus, we're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on TuneIn Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. I miss anything. I always he feel like everything. I missed something. Did
1: you get Tumblr? Or you get Tumblr.
0: Yes, we got Tumblr. All right. So I guess that is We're it. At oh.
1: Crisis on Infinite Midlives at gmail.com? Did yes. yes. Okay.
0: If, if you want to send us a uh, message the old way, mm. or pictures of a corn holding, please don't send us pictures <laughs> of fucking corn holding. Why would you suggest that?
1: You damn fool! You're more useless than Aquaman. <laughs> I blame Damian
0: Wayne. Oh God. <laughs> All right, that is it. This has been episode 119 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. Thank you for listening and derp. We're going to get goatsy <laughs> about 500 fucking times. To- I'm going to have to put a filter on <laughs> Gmail, god damn it. Just talking about a thing with a hole in a beanbag. <laughs> Filthy minds.